now that you do have your own podcast, who would be like a dream guest for you to have? Besides us. <laughs> Hell yeah. What's up? It's your boy, DJ Omowski. I'm shown here with Walizy and Tony Mass. We're with a special guest. We're with Matthias McKinnon. You probably know him on TikTok. He's got over a million followers. Um, and he comes from an athletic background. He played college sports. So we want to talk about that with him and uh, his journey to social media dominance and his new podcast as well. So what's up, Matthias? What's going on, buddy? How you doing, Danny? Good, man. Thanks yeah. for hopping on, man. Appreciate <laughs> it. For sure. I appreciate you guys having me on here, you know? So we want to talk about your podcast, Not Even Famous, but I want to back it up because I know you come from an athletic background and we want to right. kind of tap into that because our big thing is that we're super excited to have you on and talk about what are the, the life paths and the choices that you've made that got you to where you are right now in terms of athletics and social media and podcasts and all the things you're doing. So like when I first got introduced into football, I played football, I did baseball, I ran track. Football was like my main focus because I used to play, I used to play in the middle of the street. Like I grew up in, I grew up in uh, uh, the hood, basically. Like we didn't really have nothing like that. So football was like my gateway out. So I used to play tackle with grown ass men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my mom used to be tight, have grass stains on the on my shoes and uh, shit. She used to be sick. <laughs> yeah. So one day, my buddy, older dude, he he coming, he coming from uh, coming from his house with shoulder pads and shit. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck? What you, like, I was thinking in my head, like, where is he going? Like, I've never seen that. Because, yeah. I mean, we, it's not, was it, I, you, you just see, like, NFL, video games, Madden and stuff like that. But I was like, yo, where you going? He's like, I'm going to Pop Warner. Like, Pop Warner up here is like, it's like a little league football. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, Pop Warner. He's like, yeah, man, I'm doing football. So I ran up the block telling my mom, like, mom, I want to football. So then she, like, was like, no, baby, you want to get hurt, da, da, da. And my step pops was like, you should just let him play. Like, you know what I mean? What's what's what, what's going to like be worse? You know what I mean, my dad's my dad, my original dad is locked up in prison. So like, I not I mean I did I had to find I had to find like my purpose and find like what I wanted to do with mentors and shit because I didn't really have it. My step pops working mad hours at work, and then I was I mean in the street most of my time fighting or playing football. So. So I started playing organized football at like five years old. And then after that, I started playing baseball. And I mean, I was just a triple guy sport, baseball, football, track, and like martial arts and shit like that. But football is my main focus. So I'm like, so I'm, I'm really getting good at football. I'm literally doing the field. But as I get older, I mean, it's funny because like you could get distracted coming from like Albany or like any urban city, like city, city, like inner city kid could get distracted by gun violence, by drugs and shit like that. You know what I mean? Girls or whatever. But I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't really into that shit. I was into fighting and <laughs> I was playing football. So I like I'll play football. I dedicate all my my pain not seeing my father into playing football. So I started going through these years playing, getting better, getting better. And I wasn't. It's the funny thing is I was never the best. I was never the best kid on my team, but I always worked harder. Like I was always working harder, mm. always doing the extra miles, always doing the extra laps. But that shit was hard as fuck. But I, I just understand <laughs> that. <laughs> I understand that. Like. I had to find a way out. You know what I mean? I, always, I had to find a way. I wanted to help my mom. 
she worked, she, she had me, she was 16, you know what I mean? She had me, she was 16. So I had to like find a way where I could help her provide her to, I mean, not work as hard, take a lot of off her back. I had younger brothers who birthed from younger kids and shit like that. So as I'm going through my career playing football, playing baseball, and so to my middle school, around middle school, I go to CBA. I don't know you heard of Christian Brothers Academy in, in, uh, in Albany. It's like a big, a big Christian school. It produced a lot of athletes. A lot of, so I, I got like a partial scholarship there, played there eighth grade. I was playing JV. And I was scrimmaging with the varsity in eighth grade. So I was, I was like, you know what I mean? I felt like I was like that. You know what I mean, I was taking people's spots. Sounds like <laughs> So when I was there at CBA, I had a whole bunch of bullshit happen. You know what I mean? Like people would like set me up for like stealing. People would throw shit on my name. Parents were super racist. Like it shit was unbelievable. I never experienced this shit ever in my life. And like, especially a kid, I never thought like shit existed like that. You know what I mean, I always just looked at everybody regular because like I grew up with white folks. I grew up with Hispanic people. You know what I mean? But playing this sport, it kind of like showed me a, a lot of eye openers. You know what I mean? Like a lot of like doing this, acting this way, and like staying in your lane. You feel me? But yeah, I had like parents like, yo, why you got this boop N word? starting on my son, boo-boo, shit like that. And then my step-pops heard the mom, she's like in a booster program, so she threw it in a, donated a lot of money. So now obviously you donate money to a school, they gonna fucking, you know what I mean, push their son up the roster. So I ended up getting dropped back down to like fucking modify, bro. And I was sick, you know, I was fucking sick. But I was still playing baseball. I was playing baseball. I was on the varsity team, eighth grade at CBA. Playing baseball, running track, still doing my thing. But then I was like, Ma, I think I want to leave. Then, then like another incident happened. This other black kid, like, cause I mean, I grew up with a disability. Like, like I was like one of them kids that I fucking hated like reading in class. Like, cause I wasn't great at this shit. Yeah. I was like stutter over words. I'm like sweating and shit. Yelling, <laughs> sweating. I'm like, fuck this. And then one day this kid got mad at me. Cause now I mean, you playing most of the sports, you're kind of like a cool kid, but right. I, I couldn't help that. I'm like, I'm just lucky that I was be able, I, I practiced so hard that I could play varsity and, and hang around older kids. But yeah, he called me this one black kid, like a fat oompa loompa, black as fuck. He said, <laughs> yeah, bro. He's like, he was like, oh, you fucking illiterate monkey, bro. I swear to God, bro, I'm about to punch him from the side of him, but I knew where I was at. I couldn't act out. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I don't know, like, I don't know if y'all guys can relate to me, but being black in that situation is, is you don't want to act the wrong way because we're already. Oh, we, we definitely um, can't relate to that, but I mean, saying. being called illiterate anything, I mean, I yeah, feel yeah. like you got to punch the person across the room for you to hold that in and like, I don't know, it speaks volumes for the yeah. self-recognition of what's going on. Yeah, so I had to like click real quick because obviously the hood never leaves somebody, but you always got to carry yourself appropriately for situations. So I just never, I just, I mean, that shit like hit me like, damn, like he got me in front of everybody. I like dead ass went to the person that was helping me. I, I broke down crap, called my mom like, damn, bro, I don't want to be this bitch no more. So I just went to Bitch McGinn's, another private school, but it's a co-ed, so you got girls and stuff. CBA was like more the straight dudes. You went there with just dudes initially? Yeah, it was at CBA, Christian Brothers Academy is straight guys, no girls. And I mean, it had like holy names and like other private I feel like, schools. I feel like you had to get out of there anyway. That's yeah. the yeah, on top of everything, which is yeah. insane. I want, Matthias, I want to talk about that because right, right, it, yeah. that, sto that story is super, super important. 
Mm-hmm. And um, I also want to know, when, what did the teacher say? Was it in the classroom? It was in a lunchroom. You know, a lunchroom, no teachers really there, but the lunch people. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, other people was like, oh, people wanted to see what I was going to do. But I was like, I ain't going to react that way. I'm not about to yeah. do that shit. I was just, I could have snapped. I could have punched him in his face, could have got expelled. And I could have never got to the next school. You know what I mean? So yeah. I just I just tear I just left and tear it up, bro. Like you know what I mean, and I hardly tear. Only time I tear is like so. I, it's funny because I got numps in situations like this. Like people say ignore shit. People saying this. People saying that. And it's carrying on to like now. Like people say you are doing this. People say you are doing that. But I don't give a fuck because I know what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I know what path I'm on. I mean, I do all these fucking all this all this bullshit now because I know where I want to invest the money I'm going to receive from it and put it in. You know what I mean? It's all about making the right moves on the chessboard, having the right people around you, moving accordingly. You know what I mean? Exerving and then moving. I'm all about exerving people and then yeah. moving how they act. You know I mean? Yeah, so Matthias, when you were growing up and you and you were saying, I think it was seventh or eighth grade, you were on the football team. And if, yeah. it sounds like from your, your conversation, you were clearly the number one player at the position, but the mother who was in the booster club was yeah. paying their way for their son. It's like... At a young age, you learned about the bullshit mm. of racism and then also like this classism bullshit of like yeah, people yeah, yeah. with money can just buy their way onto the top. I don't want to say what emotions did you feel, but I kind of want to know like how did you separate and compartmentalize those thoughts of like, one, this is bullshit. Two, how did you stay focused in those situations where you just clearly were getting robbed and you know what I mean? It's like I had to, I had to fucking just eat the bullet, bro. Like I had to eat the bullet and and just accept that, accept that's what it was, you know what I mean? It was like not enough people, I didn't have enough people in the, behind me to to help me push forward. Only my mom, I would tell her, but I didn't like expressing myself to my mom because she was already in a difficult situation, you know what I mean? And shit like that. So I couldn't talk to my dad because he's locked up, you know what I mean, in and out of jail. So it was like, you know what I mean? I had to like, I had to just suck it in and put the extra work in, you feel me? And, and that's how I always built that callus of just putting the extra work in don't really care what anybody say because they haven't lived like me. And it took me a while to get like that. And like, like now, like me telling you this story, it took me a while to express how I felt because I'll always just know work, 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 absorb, work, work, work. So I'll use all the negative energy until my motivation, my mental of producing on the field or taking my anger out amongst something that was legal. You know what I mean? It's not, you know what I mean? Something that's legal where I could just absorb all that pain I was suffering and relieve it. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, and that's a lot of football players, man. We football, basketball, hockey, whatever. Everybody has their own thing. Where like racism, man, and, and like politics is like it's like one of the huge issues we facing now. Like you can see, it, like with the Black Lives Matter or the cops and shit like that, killing people. Just don't act. Don't really act how you would originally act because how you've been raised. You have to act on like a, a subconscious mind of like. Think about what you're about to do and think about the repercussions that's going to happen. You know what I mean? And some people just don't get that shit. You have you have younger siblings? Yeah, yeah. I have like, I have three younger brothers. Actually, I have four. One on my dad's side and three on my mother's side. So. But I'm just thinking like, do you think at any point, maybe subconsciously or subconsciously, like when you've kind of controlled yourself in situations, but put in bad situations and responded positively. Like, you think you, you've been doing that? Try to be, like, a role model for your other siblings? Yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been oh, I think it was just bigger than that because it was, like, it was, just yeah. a whole, it was just a whole picture. Like, if I did this, I, I did this for my mom, I know it's going to be best for my brothers. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, that, that's, that's how I was thinking. 
know what I mean, I was never. I just always. I, I was a kid. Like I, did, yeah, I didn't like. Yeah. I didn't like. I didn't like hurting people. You know what I'm saying. I didn't like. I wasn't super violent. That's why I did martial arts. That's why I did boxing. You know what I mean. I still take them skills because it, it. It just obviously it's, it's a good sharpening to have, but I was taking that because I, w- I always know to defend myself. If I got into a difficult situation. Yeah, and we talked about that on this podcast too. Is is the misconception of of force like boxing and, and martial arts? It's not about the fighting. It's it's mm-hmm. about the the discipline and the right. learning to self control and things like that. Is really what yeah. uh, you take home from doing those things. So yeah, it definitely help you keep me composed. Keep me composed because sometimes you'd be over composed when you're into a violent sport like that. You know, it's all about yeah. like football. You got to be composed. Like four for one. Is the balls we gonna slap the ball on three? You gotta be composed under pressure. Some people, yeah, some people will fold. Some people will jump both sides because they mentally not. They think about something else. They think about something else. They're not thinking about that time. Like football always told me, within the moment, don't think about nothing else. You know what I'm saying? Like we step on that field. Somebody at home could have got shot. Somebody could. I mean, this could happen on a block. Don't let that shit affect you on the field. Know what I mean, like I always, I always just took that word being belief. So then that was uh, seventh and eighth grade. Then you went to another school. Yeah, so I went to Bishop again. So Bishop man, Bishop again, man, it was like it was like the growth. Know what I mean, it was the growth was crazy, baby, because I just had people know what I mean that was supporting me. People that know what I mean, my mom couldn't do it. They would step up and do it. Like it was the support system was unbelievable. But I also had people that didn't believe. Know what I mean, because they never. Seeing like you know how it's a small opportunity this small is damn near thin as a paper and people are like don't do it you got you could do this opportunity over here it's bigger but you know it might take away from other shit but I was like fuck that you know what I mean I took the smallest opportunity possible the smallest window and and jam my way through it you know what I mean like just taking sacrifices shit it's really giving it all making that jump and doing it that's how that's how I believe and that's hard for people nowadays everybody wants shit perfect everybody wants shit lined up for them. Anybody like, I'm going to put myself in the best situation. Now, I mean, not, not best situation, but, but they're going to put themselves, they're going to make sure the situation is perfect so they can attempt it. They're not going to attempt it when the opportunity is not so well. Like, mm. you know what I mean? Like, going on to social media, like, on social media, everybody's like, what the fuck is this app? Like, everybody posting bullshit on this app. But look at it. Like, Instagram is like, people making millions of billions of dollars on this app. Yeah, and you were able to kind of navigate, you know, what was most important and what was going to make uh, the best moves for you and your family, and um, and then you went on to so you played college ball, right? Yeah, so I played that played that Bishop again, right? Played four years there, ended up playing varsity four years. Started playing cornerback for a special year. Started like a state championship game. I was little as fuck. Like freshman year, I was about like oh, so we gonna weigh one hundred sixty five pounds, seventy pounds, corner five ten. But you know, you no know, corner you don't gotta be that big. You gotta make the tackle. Swap balls, shit like that. So I was a really good defender, tracking motherfuckers down. Mm-hmm. So then, then I went to uh, varsity, playing running back. Running back snapped. I rushed for like fresh sophomore year. I rushed for like then near a G, thousand yards, thousand yards with like twelve touchdowns. Then uh, junior year, snapped again, more yards. So I'm getting the ball more. Now he's like, yo, this motherfucker's different. And I'm like, <laughs> every time I touch the rock, bro, I'm going touchdown. Like high school, you can have that mentality. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, I get the rock. I'm studies. scoring, bro. You know what I'm saying I'm scoring. So I mean, I was wilding that year. I think I had like 1,200 that year, and like 16 touchdowns the same year. Start so actually so many. I started getting offers. First time I like I scored like four touchdowns in one game against this bum ass team. But I was young, so they're like, "This motherfucker young." Like, so I got you Albany. 
Stony Brook, they all offered me. Started getting wild offers. Syracuse got a visit there junior year. I started, I had 20, over 20 offers. Those are all Same. D1. Yeah, yeah so FBS. Yeah, yeah I, I had like D3, but I was like, fuck, they wild. I went too hard for D3. Like, my <laughs> mentality wasn't there. <laughs> that ass. Like, no offense to D3, D2, but like, your mentality's there, bro. How hard you work, you like, fuck that. They wild. I must be, I must get hurt to go there. But yeah, so I went to see, yeah. I went to see, yeah, bro. So I went to see, it's funny. So I went to see, yeah. It's, that's how I thought, though. So I went to see, yeah. Fucking, this is when the grades and shit, right? I was in two, like, so more freshman year, I was in heavily on grades, man. I was like, fuck that. I'm getting like 65. That's good. You know what I'm saying? But then junior year, senior year, start rolling around. These schools want your, your, your eligibility card. Mm-hmm. My shit wasn't eligible. I had to, I was working hard, bro. I wasn't talking to, I was like talking to some females, like, you know what I mean? That little side piece. I was talking to some, but they didn't understand. Like, I couldn't give them what they wanted because I, I was so in love with football. You know what I mean? So in love with my craft. So I couldn't give them the time that they wanted. You know what I mean? But they understand. I give them 10% and then the rest is football. So that some of them didn't understand that. But anyway, so yeah. I, I played that and I ended up being uneligible. That went from uneligible. I was like, I had to make the decision. So I told him about the small opportunity. My one coach from high school, he believed in me. He fucking gave me the rock a thousand times. He knew I was going to score. But he was like on the phone, right? On the phone, he's like, yeah, man. It's looking iffy, you know what I mean? All the schools dropped the offers. I was eligible. So they're like, man, this dude ain't going to do nothing. So he over here telling me like, yo, go Juco. I was like, you think that's, I was like, you sure that's the only option I could do? Go Juco? Because I know if you go Juco, you're taking off two years, bro. I was like, he's wild. I'm not doing two years. And Juco, and then, uh, then somebody else presented me with, with post grad. I'm like, there's a slim to none chance you go post grad and you stay healthy, you get all these grades. And I had to take three classes over. I had to take like a Spanish, a language class. I had to take like a math and like a science. So I had to take these three classes. I had to pass for like, bro, I had to get out of 4.0, 4.0. So it's just like impossible. But I said, fuck it, I'm doing post grad. He's like, you sure you want to do that? You just go out to South Carolina, the number one, I mean, uh, uh, South California, the number one uh, prep, number one JUCO school in the country because they want to offer me. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm going to go post grad. So I went to post grad. So when I went to post grad, uh, I mean, it was a big jump. My mom was like, fuck it. She had to invest like 5000 into it. Now, I mean, I'm like, mom, you guys 5000 to I'm guaranteed I'm getting a full ride. Guarantee that. So we drive all the way down North Carolina. It's called Jared Prep. Got North Carolina. She dropped me off. Mom crying, Ooh, crying and shit. I'm like, mom, why you like? I mean, I was like, I felt, I felt. I'm like, damn, it's like I'm eight, I'm 17, 18. She dropped me off for a whole year. Now I'm saying whole year. Now I mean, she invested. She took, she took money out her savings and put it into my dream. You know what I mean? So like, my goal is go down there, be the fucking goat. Like. Be the goal. No other, nothing, nothing between the lines. I'm going down there. I'm playing against the best. I'm talking about dudes from Sweet Home, dudes from Alabama, California. Uh, like, you have people from, like, UK, bro. Like, that was, like, 24 coming over here to go post-grad to go into college. Like, this is, like, post-grad is, like, legit. Like, you having the best motherfuckers that, that couldn't make it try one more shot. They got kids, they got family, they coming out of drugs. You know what I'm saying? Like, real shit. So I'm like, fuck it. You know what I mean? I said, fuck, I'm going down there. I'm only 17, 18. I ain't even hit, I ain't even hit my like men, my grown man strength yet. So I'm just going down there, my mom crying. So I went down there, bro. And I tell you, this built like 
when the, you know how the military and Navy SEALs, they break you down, build you up. That's exactly how they did us. Well, I already had the mentality, you know what I mean? My mom was my wife, my brothers were my wife, my grandma was my wife. So I had so many wives to, to push me through these fucking tough times. Times where you just, you out there and you, you, you the water's fucking hot as piss. You know what I mean? You running in 125 degree weather, you running over 17,000 meters. You know what I'm saying? We had the condition, we had to go to military base, like, cause they wanted to break us mentally, physically and build this up. So I went down there, bro, after that, bro, my work ethic, I feel like it's like one of the best in the world. Like, it's, it's like, I would like, people could put me in situations and I would just find a way physically to get through this shit. Cause it's just, I would You think never... cause that was so hard it made everything else seem a little easier? It did, bro. Like when I went Next. to, then it's funny cause like down with the pros grad, like playing against SAA, whatever it's called, and playing against hard grade, playing against people that got drafted. I mean, people was getting drafted. People like people going to Alabama, LSU, all that school. Like, oh, this one team played this Harvard. They had a whole, they whole front seven, bro, was going to SEC and ACC schools. Fucking dogs, bro. Legit fucking arm spins is the fucking. I don't even know, but at that point, you you still playing running back? You, yeah, I'm playing. Play, I'm, play, I'm playing. I'm playing running back. They wanted me to go to safety. I'm like, fuck that. I'm running back. And we go, and I mean, we 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 tackle every day, tackle every day on post grad, cause there's no rules, no NCAA, no rules, nothing. <laughs> Swear to God, we tackle every, every day, practice? bro. Every practice, tackle before the game, tackle when we get back, tackle, tackle, tackle. We playing in ditches and we playing in this bum ass field, like no turf, nothing. And bro, I'm telling you, man, that shit built me, that shit molded me into the man I am now, and. Now, I mean, even though sometimes I feel like I'm unmotivated, I'm I'm I'm, I'm going back into finding my ways because it's like if I've been through that, I could go through this shit now. You know what I'm saying? And and so we played against all those schools. I end up the the more of my prep school story, bro. They building me like a Navy SEAL, and they and, and I got the right grades. I got four point on every class, and um, I got four point on every class. Had the fucking craziest highlight tape. I'm playing against people that's legit already signed scholarships and sign deals and sign all this shit to, to go to FBS schools already. I lost on my offers. I'm from New York. New York, you get one chance, you out the door. I mean, you already know how that is, like playing football. You get one chance, you out the door. So I had to work my way up, taking people's spots, starting every game, you know what I mean? It was a competition every practice. Because if you wasn't coming in to prepare to play, your ass was second, second string, third string, fourth string. You ain't gonna get that much film. Your mom invested this much money, you're going to be in the back. And I wasn't trying to be in the back. So I ended up getting my offer from, um. so I, so my first offer I got from Wagner. So I, I got an offer from Wagner. And I was like, yo, what the fuck is Wagner, bro? Like, I mean, and, and it's funny because I ain't have no, like, I had a gap where I came from prep school and I came home. No offer. No offer. So, bro, I'm up late as hell every night till, like, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the morning. So I would, I would go train in the morning. I would ride my bike, because I didn't have no car. I ride my bike to the gym, like three miles. Ride my bike, work out, come back, email, email, email. Do my conditioning, come back, email, 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 and shit like that. And then, bro, then Wagner, one night, like 12 a.m., Coach Hamline, fucking love that, man, changed my life. Email me back, like, yo, we won't offer you a full ride. I'm like, what? 
I'm like, the fuck? I don't even know what Wagner is, bro. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know what Wagner is. I'm like, they told him my coach on the phone. I'm like, my high school coach is like, yeah, man, Wagner's a great school, man. It's a great school. FCS, they had, they, they won NC, NEC, NEC championship. They had NFL draft picks. I'm like, I never heard of them. Now, I mean, I'm like, I'm talking to my mom, and she's over here like, they better take that. I mean, five, they, they, offer, they offer free money. Like, you know what I mean? Like, free money, opportunity to get the, continue to chase your dream. So I, I, the next day, so the guy, I can't lie, next day, a coach come up, right? Him, my head coach, he athletic director too. He sent a coach up next day. I had to pack overnight. So I packed all my stuff. I even know what to bring because I'm like, damn, bring everything. You feel me? So I, yeah. bought, I bought clothes, sneakers, everything. So I bought all that down there. And then my, then after Wagner, after I got that Wagner started, bro, and then just, it just was the college career. And then that shit was my first freshman sophomore year. I was an All American freshman. Played my first start for my first game against Syracuse. I had all purpose about seven hundred yards. I was kick returning. I was wilding. Shit. So then June, then my sophomore year, still busting ass. I'm working my way. I'm trying to take. I'm trying to take spots. Like mm-hmm. I'm just. I just know we're taking spots. Like I don't care. You trying to feed your family? I'm just say, come here, come here, house, rob everything. That's how I was doing. You know what I'm saying like. My mentality was just on some different shit, but yeah. So I went there, had this other dude, boom, starting, rushing. Had a decent summer year, junior bro. It's fucking, him I retired. Get this fuck-ass coach, man. Fuck-ass coach, man. Made the most, my junior, I was about to go, I was, I was about to go to, so I forgot this part. About to, my, so when I got the offer from Wagner, two days later, South Carolina offered me. Because they dropped, because I, I, they was like, we got you on the waiting board. So it was like, they got the waiting board for each position that they're going to offer. And they they had me like second at running back, and I guess their first running back he he wasn't eligible, so they called me like, "Yo, do you, uh, are you still available?" I was at Wagner. I was like, "I can't take, I can't take, can't take the offer." So I ended up going to Wagner. So I started sophomore, junior year, junior year, man. This dude named Coach Hotelling or whatever, Coach Horns or whatever, man. Fuck my career up. Uh, but he, I, honestly, I, I like, I thank him for that because it made me like, it made me just. Even more eager to be successful, you know what mm-hmm. I mean. But when I met him, man, he made the, he made my college career even more difficult, bro. Even more difficult. He was kind of like the kid back in fucking middle school calling me the the, the N word. You know what I'm saying? But I just always knew to have that that caliber, just have that straight hard work mentality, and that shit was never good enough for him. You know what I mean, if I rest for if I rest for 150 50 yards this game, oh, uh, positions positions up for uh, grabs. Well, oh, if somebody else rests for 150, he's like, oh, you gotta work to get his get his spot. I'm like, what kind of fucking ignorant shit is this, bro? And he didn't realize he just wanted to put me in a difficult situation because he just didn't. I don't know what he had against me because I ain't go fucking whack him off in the in the, in the, in the office. Like, nah, nigga, I ain't doing all that bullshit, bro. I'm gonna work my way up on the field. I'm gonna do what I gotta do. You feel me, like? But well, he dicked me my junior and senior year, bro. That's why it made me so difficult. If I had, if I still had the same coach from freshman year, bro. I swear to God, I'd have been like, I'd have been drafted, bro. But you know, shit, yeah. shit happens. But I learned from it. Ended up being a free agent. Got signed by the Giants. Ended up going to rookie mini camp. It's a rookie mini camp. Playing, um, playing with the Giants for a little bit. Got cut. Spring, spring ball. Then from spring ball, I went, I went to, I went to, uh, I had a few tries like Kansas and Green Bay. It just wasn't hitting, bro. So I went to, I went to Canada, started playing ball. Went to Canada, playing ball with the Argonauts and shit. And then that shit wasn't it for me. I just wasn't feeling it no more. Then a couple of Germany teams called me like, "Yo, come over to Germany." I'm like, "Bro, you're not paying me enough. 
I'm all set on that, bro. Yeah. So then that's when I started. That's when I started the. That's when I started the lifting. I started doing fitness. Started vlogging a little bit, and I was like, "How the fuck can I make this happen? How can I make?" I really like lifting. I really love it. I really love lifting heavy ass weight, doing bath flips, doing crazy shit. I love it. This is just giving me a fucking uh, automatic high on life. And I just like doing this shit. But that's why I started doing that. Then that's what she wrote from there. I started meeting people to help me grow my platforms. People. To, to support me, fans from all over the world. It started. It just started creating this big family. Then I got my first body tech uh, offer as a supplement sponsor. You know what I mean? I'm like, wow, like I could just post videos on Instagram to get paid for it. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is me. This is for me then. So like in your videos, I feel like you do like some crazy things. Like what's like the first like crazy thing? Are, so are you talking about like picking girls up and shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was the first girl who was like, yo, pick me up? Uh... Shit, I think there's one girl named she do like powerlifting now, but yeah, like because it was weird, like because like at at first like people wasn't used to it, but like I pe- I think people like started seeing me grow and like seeing me like as a public figure, so like oh fucking oh he's he's cute whatever you know what I mean <laughs> then girls is just like just letting me lift for him. I was like yo you can't lift you they're like hell yeah you sexy <laughs> do people just like approach you and be like yo can you pick me up yeah because like I have video like. Especially the TikToks and TikTok were blowing yeah, up for having like random girls like like want to fly me out here or fly me out there and like lift them. I'm like, oh, so they want more than lifting, but <laughs> I'm on set. But yeah, when I go to expos and shit like that, I meet people that's cool and want me to like lift them. I like it. I mean, it's, it's cool. The girls are super light. Shit, yeah. It's funny, man. That's dope. You know, looking back and thinking about your career in athletics, it's like at almost every level, you know, when you were playing, like just you're on the lawn with, you know, a bunch of people, they were bigger yeah. than you, they're older than you. And mm-hmm. then when you were at your post grad, you like you said, you had those 24 year olds who were in the mix with you and as well. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. do you think that whether it was, you know, intentional or not, you know, when your competition was raised, you were able to match them and exceed them, that those kind of skills transferred over into your now professional life? Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. My mom just always like, she just always had that mentality, bro. Like, always had that mentality to just put me in, like, older groups. I don't know why. Like, because she just always, I don't know. She just, I guess she's seen something of me that I didn't see until now. Like, she just always put me in, or, or God just always put me in, in scenarios where I just needed to be in for me to, to get where I am now. I mean, I had to, I had to face people that was twice my age, face people that was bigger than me, like, whatever. Not I mean, or... Because at first, I mean, it was like, before you get that type of competitive mindset, you're competitive, you could talk. But when the actions come, like, like you about to face this grown-ass men over here. Like, are you, like, you get butterflies. Like, you get butterflies. I get butterflies. But now, this shit, I'm numb to it now. Like, mm. I, I don't give a fuck how old you are. I just, I just got numb to it through the process. Like, I'm numb yeah. to, like, really caring about how people feel. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I care, like, I love somebody. They treat me respectfully. I'm too respectfully, but... If you're coming off like a shithead, I don't really care for you. I mean, I might say hello, boop, 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 but I'm gonna keep it pushing. I know how you move it. But yeah, like, yeah, but that 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 definitely helped me now, man. Like, people be all intimidated and shit. Like, nah, I ain't intimidated, bro. Like, yeah. I'm not even like, bro, like a lot of people like, are you scared of, like death? I'm like, no, I'm not scared of death because I'm happy with what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? I'm happy with what I do because I love what I do and I'm really picking impact. Almost millions of people in the world. Yeah. yeah. Someone who's taking on something like that, they're getting butterflies and they're they're facing, you know, people who are older or they're in a situation where they feel like outmatched. 
what are some of the things that you kept telling yourself in your head? I know you touched on some of them, but if you had to give them a pep talk and they were a little nervous and you were in their corner, what would you say to, you know, keep them focused and, and keep going? It's funny you say that because I have, I, I like coach like probably one of the kids where I played at. Like I coach them and they, and, and they be, I mean, they don't have no followers who got their crib. So I got to tell them from my experience, like, bro, you got to like find your why. Like find what's your why. Write this shit on the wall. I still got my why up from college. I got I got like ten pieces of paper that I used to write my why on or my my goals on. You know what I mean? It's just like you got to install. You got to repeatedly get it a habit in your head. Like, yo, this is my why. This is why I'm gonna do it, and nothing's gonna fold me. Like you might you might have some shit that might shake you, but it's not gonna break you. You know what I'm saying? So I always go by don't get too shook in where you gonna break. You know what I'm saying? Always had that always had that that why in the back of your head. So you could keep pushing, cause like football, training, boxing, whatever. When you get to when you get to a certain point, that physical, that mental shit go out the window. So you gotta you gotta understand how you are gonna break through that shit with your why. Like what's gonna push you past that? Cause a lot, the one percent is the one percent in the world that can push themselves to magnitudes of limits, whereas the other 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 ninety nine percent that will fold when they hit when they hit that 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 wide mark. You know what I'm saying? 100%. I love that. Yeah, I think I love the why whole mentality too, because a lot of people can come up with what they want to do, but they never, you, know, you can't compartmentalize or like really motivate yourself. Like, I want to make this amount of money or I want to be a movie star, but like, why do you want to do that is really the main right. driving factor. I think that's like a really important message to send to anybody. Like when you're really talking about what you want to do in your life. Especially when you're in those tough situations and you're like, holy shit, should I be doing this? Like, am I help match? It's like, wait, this is the reason why I am doing this because you do have yeah. your why. You are, you know what, I'm going to block all that other stuff out because- now I already have my I have my purpose in my head, and it allows you to stay focused at the task at hand. I, I love that. Like the five, like they say, like all the millionaires say, the five people you have around you is gonna be the inflect of you. you know what I mean, like some people are scared of sacrifice, bro. They super scared. I don't understand. Like, why are you scared of sacrifice? Because you're gonna go broke. You're gonna be homeless. If this shit happens. Find a way out of it. It's in. It's impossible nowadays to be homeless, bro. There's so many opportunities out there to sell sneakers, to sell this, to buy shit off eBay, go garage sales, and do that shit for a hustle to make your your dream happen. I love that shit because that thought process is something that like, when I hear people talk like that, it makes me so happy that, because this is kind of like a bite off of Gary Vee. He always talks about the, the fact that like, you know, we are so conditioned, whether it was our parents or people around us, their fears about life are the reason why they tell other people, oh, just do this. You'll, you'll be secure if you do it this way. You know, it's more of a sure thing if you do it that way. But like, mm -hmm. like you said, if you believe in yourself, the worst case scenario is that you hit rock bottom, but you need to believe in yourself that you can get out of rock bottom anyway. So yeah. you might as well just take the, the shot and the rest. So um, yeah, I want to yeah. talk about your next adventure and your next journey. I know you're into fitness, but you're also yeah, crushing yeah. it on social media, like Tony said. So like I was saying, so Instagram, when I got to Instagram, I like, bro, I was just manifesting this shit. How can I make money doing this? How can I, like, how can I monetize I was hearing Logan Paul say, I love Logan Paul, man, because he's like, he's doing it, bro. You know what I mean, he's yeah. making this shit happen. He did some fucked up shit, but he's doing, he's doing it. You know what I mean, like, so how can I monetize my dream? Because if you monetize your dream, you live a happy ass fucking life. So I'm like, how can I do it? I like lifting. I like doing all this shit. Like, but how can I do it? I'm looking at uh, Bradley Moore, looking at Simeon Pena, looking at Ulysses, looking at all these people. Like, how can I 
get in a situation. I know this shit ain't gonna be easy, bro. You talking about watching Gary V religiously every morning, watching Gary V, making my tea, breakfast, meditate, all that, right? Right before I hit the gym. So I'm watching Gary V, like, he's like, he just keep telling people, hit up, hit up like 250 people that had over a million followers or, or verified or whatever. So I'm hitting up all these pages. Every day I'm sending out like 100 DMs. Instagram would just to block me like, too many DMs. You're you're it. Your shit done for today. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, bro. I'm DM mad people. So I finally came across this one YouTube video. It's like it was like High on Life. I don't know if you heard of them. They like travel the world and do shit like mm-hmm. that. You can check them out. It's called yeah. High on Life. So they had this little giveaway on on YouTube where they they gonna help two people. No, actually three people. So you had to tell your story and, and tell them why you wanted to be picked. Like I'm like, yo, I got the best story in the fucking world. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like. I got the best motivational story in the fucking world. You know what I'm saying? And I was with this girl this one time and, and she like helped me like write it up and and edit it and everything. So I want my shit to sound like you know how you see advertisers on McDonald's, like, yo, I want a fucking big Mac. I wanted my shit to sound I wanted my shit to, to, to be on that type of level. Like, yeah, this story is so good. We wanna put this shit on the Times Union Center, like all that. So yeah, so I end up writing them and I'm manifest I'm manifesting like yo I need this I need this I need this and they had to buy me back and end up winning right I was fucking hype I thought like I'm about to be a millionaire like every time I was like damn they about to help me get to a hundred uh 50k I was at like 25k grinding my way up yeah uh, and, and hitting people up like yo post my videos just post my videos for free and there's no tell my story how I like to boost me up to 50k then I, I uh, after that they had this IG a million class where you had to like, take you had to like it's kind of like this like you go on Zoom calls they tell you how you monetize your work and how you could get uh, sponsored deals and all that. So after after I got the fifty k I'm at like fifty k fifty two k and I'm uh, um, I'm in this group and it's like these other people these people have large accounts they do like memes and mm-hmm. so they posting content and I was like yo bro do you mind posting my content on your page he's in the group. He's like, man, I don't do that, but I could, I could, I could like lead you to the right person that do that. So I had to meet my boy's name, Mikey. He owned like over like five pages that got like over a hundred million like Instagram followers. So he making like, I'm like, bro, you making money, but yeah, he's making money. He does, he transformed the music because music is a huge industry right now. Right. So he um he helped me out. So I ended up getting like set. I ended up getting like like sixty five. Because of him, he posted me, helped me do that. And, we, and it's funny, because I met him three years ago, so we built up a relationship. And when I met him, it's funny, because Body Tech, Body Tech, uh, Vitamin Shop, like Little Baby Protein, they they was like, yo, we um doing a giveaway. Somebody sent this to me, one of my fans sent it. He's like, yo, you should enter this. Boom, boom, into that. So I enter into the story, tell my story. I put all my crazy-ass videos into, like, a combination video, about 30 seconds. I'm like, yeah, I'm about to win, bro. Nobody's on my level, you know what I'm saying? And I met, it's funny, because it's like, it's this timing, bro. I love fucking timing. And my boy, Mikey, at the time, he had all these pages, right? All these followers, all these supporters. So whatever he posts, he can help people, like, shoot up. So at the time, like, I I, I went to, got into Body Tech. I got into the top three. So the top three is all about voting. So I'm like, yo, Mikey, I know I just met you, bro, but can you do me a solid? He posted this on, on your page and happy people go vote for me. Swear to God, bro, I blew these motherfuckers out the water, bro. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was all about time. Like, I was meant to be in this position. Yeah. I was meant to be, bro. Because, like, if I ain't meet Mikey, I don't know if I would have won. But I had huge support in my city. Because like, I won my, my first contract. 
I think it was twenty thousand from from Body Tech. I, so I donated like a G to like backpacks. I mean, I said that in my my intro where I was trying to get votes. I'm like, so my intro was to go down to the neighborhood I grew up in. Like kids, unfortunately, can't have backpacks, jackets, and shit. So I'm like, how can I gravitate more people? So I was like, let me make this donate a thousand dollars to her backpacks and people that in need. So I I put that in my video and then it just shot up and then after that. Instagram, any social media, I just kept learning, learning, absorbing, absorbing education so I could better myself and people to understand the work and hours I put in. I still have to do the same because I'm still not where I am now and uh, where I want to be making, you know what I mean? So Off the bat, like the first time you're really starting to make money off anything, you know, as far as your, your passion, you right away go right back to your, your, your hometown and start giving back. I think that's... Yeah. That's a dope sort of quality that, you know, we hope more and more successful people, you know, start instilling that because... And it's funny because I'm not even in the best... I'm not even in... I'm not even, like... I'm successful, but I'm not, like, what people think nah. I am. I mean, I still live with my mom. I mean, I'm still grinding. My mom yeah. is still, I mean, helping me out. But, like, I just thought it was the right thing to do. You know what I'm saying? It's just the right thing to do. And I know, like, if I keep doing it throughout my way, it's going to be a habit where I, I, I'm like, oh, let's just give some back. Oh, let's give some back. Oh, let's give some back. You know what I mean? Because it's gonna be like kids. Kids always think like you gotta go to the NFL. You gotta go to the NBA to be successful. They don't know about vested property. They don't know about uh, credit scores. They don't know about all the main shit that really mean like matters now. Matters in life. Yeah. Because yeah, when you get this money, a lot of motherfuckers all they see is people spending money on jewelry, spending money on Mercedes Benz, spending money on on girls Shoot. going out to the clubs. Bro, that shit's cool, but at the end of the day, we like sixty, and you like, yo, what that that five thousand dollars I spent, I could have put that to the stock. I could have invested that to the stock. That ten thousand dollars I spent on jewelry, I could have put that to a, a property to put like ten percent down, and like had. You know what I mean, like people are not thinking like that right now. And I wasn't. It's funny because I never thought about that until I got to like my twenty-one. Wow, I need to learn more about it. But people, people grow up in the hood, don't really see their parents doing it. So it's like hard. You gotta, it's, it's like, it's like fucking Chinese. You just gotta learn it. Yeah. Bro, but the thing is like, I, I know for at least me, like growing up, like in high school, that's something they never teach you. They never teach you. And if your parents don't teach you that, they don't teach you that in college. Like exactly. I'm having these conversations with younger cousins and stuff like that's stuff that you don't learn. They don't, they don't yeah. teach you. It's kind of crazy that they don't. Cause that's the most common issue that everyone deals with is, is, Money investing your money, putting money down, saving money, like all that stuff, like yeah, yeah, turn the money into assets, and that and, yeah, and you have to, you gotta be around like the five five people you gotta be around that with that mindset. But some people are scared to sack it. Yeah, some people are and scared to cut scared. people off too. That's the other thing. Yeah, bro, I'm 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 like the I'm like the the king at that shit, bro. There's a couple <laughs> there's a couple people I'm about to cut off, man. But I be I that's I be silent, and then when I'm gone, I'm gone, brother. Yeah, that's it. And also, like, you talked about how those people like Mikey and the people who the groups you've been part of in terms of social media helped you. But, like, people, someone can help you do something, but if you're not ready to do it, it's not going to go anywhere. You were ready to do it. You were focused. You had the skills. You had the motivation. You you had the total package of being like, if I'm in this place and if I'm in this position, I'm going to crush it. And that's what you did. And you're still growing. And obviously, like you said, you you have more goals to accomplish, but you know, we're just looking at your social media and everything you're doing. And but the podcast, which I want to get to next is like, you are in a position where we're admiring your story and how you got there. And, and that the fact that you're, you're in that spot and you're taking advantage of it in a good way. 
Yeah, bro. It's like, like I get, like, I, oh man, I get so mad, bro. Sometimes, like, and I get mad in her, like, and I'm like, like, I really want to express it, but like, I gotta take a deep breath. Like, I understand some people wasn't raised like me. Some people didn't go through the same shit I went through. It's like a small percentage that went through this shit like me, and it's like I can't control them. I mean, I have to let them be them. They will only realize, like. They only realize that they can they can only help themselves. I can't. I only could do so much. I'm like, and I think that's was like holding me back, like by a fucking anchor. It's like I'm I'm think I'm giving too much. I need to focus. I need to I need to rethink and like give that energy to myself. Cause that's how I got where I am now. Cause I was super stingy with my space. Super stingy, stingy with my energy. And I need to go back to that. Cause that's how I'm to get to that next level where motherfuckers gonna be like, wow. You know what I mean, like people are already like, oh, he's doing something, but I want to be like, yo, this motherfucker is in some sort of organization where he's going at this rap rampantly. You know what I mean? Like, I want people to really think like out, like psychology really fuck, like it's gonna fuck their head up. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's how you know you're like doing it, bro. Yeah. So what's up with this podcast that you just uh, you're embarking on that's coming up? Oh, that you're working on now. So we started already. Like last yeah, yeah. Week, last week was like we we almost this is on our third week, right? Okay. It's it been it's been it's been good, bro. It's all about entertaining education. We have all type of people. We not just we don't focus just on one thing. We just I just I just hit people up and I'm like, you want to join? You don't want to join? Because a lot of people haven't been on podcasts. So I go for people that 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 that's like small on social media. The people that have like multi million followers on social media. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, as far as like like when we first started, like we had no idea kind of what we were doing as far as media platform, like dealing with the microphones, editing stuff like that. So like when you even before your first episode, like when you started getting on the mic and stuff like that, like were you I don't want to say intimidated, but like you like kind of got a little confused or like lost, not really having like a strong vision of what you wanted to be doing. I just watched so many damn videos to a point. I just told my boys, just be yourself on the mic. I said, fuck it. Do, if you feel like you want to talk about this, let's talk about that. Let's just be ourselves, And whatever happens, happens. And after that, that's what she wrote. You know what I mean? Like, I, it was easy. I was like, yo, like, I was doing my study. I'm like, yo, what's the best, like, startup podcast for, like, four people? So we bought the mics. We came with a whole set, bro. I should have got for, like, $350. The four mics, the the, the, the plug-in, the, the, the uh, headphones, everything came together. And I already had the computer, I already had my cameras, I already had lighting. So all we do is have to find space. And my boy Steph, it was time my boy Steph moved into a new house. He's like, Steph, you mind just use your basement for the podcast? He's like, fuck it, yeah. And it's a quarantine, so we ain't doing shit really. So we right, yeah, home, bro. Yeah. yeah, so like, fuck it, let's do that. I wanted to ask you, we always ask our guests this question in terms of legacy, right? So you're retired from everything you're doing. You're sitting back and relaxing. <laughs> Hopefully you got amassed a good amount of success and what, everything yeah, yeah, you yeah. ever wanted. You know, what are some of the things that they're going to say about Matthias McKinnon? Shit, that shit like my brand, man. I grind to 65. I wanted, I wanted to leave a legacy with people grind like leave everything at the table like, leave everything at the table don't care what people like think about you what people say to you just remember that everybody's a human being like i always say this this is one thing i learned from this that other dickhead coach from college i learned i learned control what we can control expect the unexpected you know what i'm saying that was one of my sayings that I, i'll die to and i go to I, and that shit that shit flipped the script for me like control what you control Expect the unexpected. Yeah. Because you can't control everything. You yeah. don't know. You don't know what's coming next. Could be a fucking damn good sur- uh, curveball. 
So right. expect or unexpected and be prepared for anything. Yeah, man. Keep keep that energy on the things that you can control yeah. and, and go 110% on that. So Long Island, we got our pizza that we, we and, and bagels we love, you know. Okay. And then like, you know, Buffalo, that's the other New York corner. They got some wings. Rochester got those garbage plates. I don't even know what the fuck that is, but they got that going on there. I had it. They're pretty good. What, what's going on with Albany? What's Albany's like? Oh, shit. What's the go-to food in Albany? Bro, we have some good-ass apples. I ain't gonna cap. We got some good-ass apples. <laughs> I like the apples here. I like the pizza, too. We got some good-ass pizza spots. So pizza. The, fruit game is, the fruit game is where it's at in Albany? Yeah, fruit, fruit. I like the fruit here. The, the pizza, we have good-ass pizza. This is the difference. We're, pizza is what we eat, and we're fat and out of shape, and you're in perfect shape, and the things you eat are apples. <laughs> yeah, so I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love apples, a- bro. There you go. You know, you got a lot of people kind of mushing over you on TikTok. I was reading the comments. There's a lot of girls out there. <laughs> yeah, this is crazy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for uh, for the girls who are watching or you're looking to get the attention of Matthias, what are you what are you looking for in a life partner? <laughs> oh, partner? <laughs> Yo, that's a good ass question, bro. It's it's funny because, bro, like, I mean, I deal with different females here to here, but I have my fair share of women, and I'm and I'm starting to realize, like, bro, fucking Logan Paul, post the fucking podcast again. I be, I listen to motherfuckers all the time, but they said Mike said some shit. Mike, his boy, Mike. Yeah, yeah. He said some shit. He's like. He in a situation, right, where his girlfriend is in a really comfortable situation. She's making multi-millions a year, right? Multi-millions. Yeah. She's worth, like, 10 million. She, she, was the... she was, like, a porn star at one time. Yeah, 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 yeah. She, I think she's not no more, but, yeah. So he's telling how she could give, like, 90% of, of emotional availability, and he only could give... 10% of emotional availability because he's not, he's not there. I mean, he's, like, she's, like, he's, like, she's here, and he's, like, here. And like Logan Paul, him and his girls like here. You know what I'm saying? It's like I'm learning what can I offer. You know what I'm saying? Like we're I'm gonna get to a point where I can like give uh, accept a girl in the in the standard where she can, like where she accepts my twenty percent or ten percent of emotional availability. You know what I'm saying? That's and that's what I have to learn. Is just you now I mean I meet different females for different reasons. This girl, I'm funny man. She's nice, boy, nice. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh shit, I'm gonna wife her. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And at first, then she tell me, she's like, oh, I, I thought you just wanted to fuck. So I was with that. But I was like, yo, like, I told her, like, I really like you. You know what I'm saying? I had to tell her I liked her. Yeah. You know I, mean? I just didn't want to fuck. But, yeah, I have girls that just want to that just wanna have sex. Some girls that just, like, just want to kick it. Some girls, it's like, it's just all over the board. It's just, it's just finding your miss, finding your match to what you can offer. You know what I mean? And that's, yeah. and that's what I got to. That's why I'm coming to conclusions. Like, what can I offer you? Like, are you okay with me offering you this? Like, yeah. my time is not available like that. I have to keep working on my craft until I feel comfortable. You know what I mean? Yeah, you gotta do you first. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That's that's super wise. And like, you put it in a good way. It's like, you know, it's just not like, you know, f this. I'm doing my own thing. It's like, it's not. It's it's above the fact that you're like, yo, I'm gonna do my own thing. It's like. Yo, th- I have these things lined up and like, this is all I can, you know, give you in terms of availability emotionally yeah. and, and time and energy and all that stuff. So I think that's, that's cool. Now that you do have your own podcast, who would be a, like a dream guest for you to have? Besides us. <laughs> hell yeah. Hell yeah. Dream guest. Bro, so many people out there that's really good, like talking and speaking. Kevin Hart-Will Smith, bro. Kevin Hart-Will Smith? You'd have him on the same podcast, both of them? 
I, that shit would be lit if I did. That yeah, would be lit. I don't, think seen, I don't think I've ever seen the two of them like they never did. They actually, but they I, never I, I nothing together, bro. Right? Before the motherfuckers die, I'm gonna, that, that shit's gonna be recorded on mine. <laughs> if you get that, man, we're obviously we'll turn it in. That's that's sick. I think they would make a good movie together. Now that I think of yeah. it, like I can't believe they, they've yeah. never done nothing together. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We're running out of time, Matthias. I, I wanted to uh, first say thank you for jumping on yeah. and learning your story. It's cool chopping it up it. with you because you have, you know, your thought process for everything that goes into what you do is like next level. We we really uh, admire that. We appreciate that. Good luck on the podcast. Just yes, shout sir. out shout out your socials and your podcast mm-hmm. for everyone if they want to yeah. tune in. Oh yeah, yes, sir. You could definitely follow me on Matthias McKinnon on everything. Like nobody else has had nobody else have Matthias McKinnon. So follow me on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Pinterest, uh, what else? Goddamn. Uh, you got recipes on Pinterest? Yeah, I, actually like I have like somebody created a portfolio of Matthias McKinnon on Pinterest. This is crazy. This is weird. <laughs> <laughs> And then I have you're the first. You're the first yeah. guest I heard. Your phone. Yo, how am my Pinterest? Yeah, they take me on Pinterest because, like, if you want <laughs> no, your body, take me on your board. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then I have. Uh, I'm starting a new YouTube channel. It's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be something like the freak, the uh, fitness freak man or something like that. I'm really gonna level up on that because I feel like that's the space I should tackle. But yeah, man, with eyes beginning everywhere. Yeah, man. And then before we let you go, I know you just mentioned it. So the few, some future projects you're just gonna be grinding with uh, YouTube and and podcasts. Yeah, YouTube podcast, TikTok, man. I'm gonna amp up my content on there, and like uh, hopefully soon, I'm gonna be uh, having a videographer. So my shit's gonna shoot through the roof. So you know, yeah. hell yeah, man. And hopefully hell in yeah. a couple of months, maybe we'll come up there. You come down to Long Island, we'll do a live session. Hell so. yeah, it's down, bro. Hell yeah, good stuff. Hello, All, right. All right, Matthias, it's the Warm Up Podcast. Uh, thank, thank you guys, appreciate it.